Welcome to Ag Annex Talks, a podcast brought to you by the agriculture brands of Annex Business Media. Join the teams behind Top Crop Manager, Potatoes in Canada, Fruit and Vegetable, Manure Manager, Canadian Poultry, Drainage Contractor, and The Trough Magazines for compelling conversations with some of the most important voices in Canadian agriculture. Welcome to Ag Annex Talks. I'm Bree Rohde, Agriculture Editor at Annex Business Media. For this special episode of the podcast, I caught up with Tyson McMahon, business development consultant with AgriFood, Food and Beverage with Hamilton Economic Development. Tyson and I came together to discuss the importance of agriculture in the history and present of Hamilton, Ontario, where some of the current challenges and opportunities lie for agriculture in the region, what makes Hamilton Ag Scene so unique, and how you can get involved. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Ag Annex Talks, everyone. I'm your host for this episode, Bree Rohde. I'm an agriculture editor here at Annex. So I'm here today with Tyson McMahon. Tyson, how are you? I'm good yourself, Bree. I'm fantastic. And I'm so excited to discuss Hamilton and its connections to agriculture because I love Hamilton. Everyone loves Hamilton. I'm pretty sure, though, when people hear Hamilton, they think of a really amazing art scene and they think of the steel industry and the Thai Cats and the Arkells, which are all amazing. But Hamilton also has really strong connections to agriculture and agri-food. So can you give our listeners an overview of the agricultural scene in Hamilton and what makes it unique compared to other regions? Sure, and I could probably start by uh, going by the numbers because we recently did uh, an agriculture kind of report on on the city following the the census of ag. So, city of Hamilton, um, I think, is pretty unique in the sense of we're one of the few, if not only, in Ontario to be a, a city where the majority, a significant amount of our land is is rural in nature. Um, you typically only find that in in regional communities outside of the cities. So we have uh, six hundred seventy nine farms. Uh, in Hamilton, that covers about just under 120,000 acres of farmland. So uh, one of the larger amounts of farmland in the greater Golden Horseshoe around uh, around Toronto. Um, and the average size is 174 acres. So um, and, that, and that's something that's not unique to Hamilton, but pretty consistent across Ontario. So it just goes to demonstrate the kind of the old adage of uh, the small farm is, is slowly turning into very large farms, which are still owned by, by families. Uh, it actually generates over a billion dollars in economic output. So a significant drive, economic driver in the city of Hamilton's economy. Uh, and employs over 2,000 people. So again, it's a significant impact to our economy in terms of employment and the economic activity that's generated. Um, in, in Hamilton specifically, and then this is will be unique for any region in Ontario in terms of what's being actually grown or produced. So we're mainly involved in oil and grape seed um, production, things like soybean and corn, so really cash crops, which uh, again, given our, and something I can chat about further in this interview is, Given our close proximity to the port, that is that's why we're we're really heavy into cash crops. Um, other things we're involved in is horse and equine production, uh, greenhouse nursery and floriculture, and cattle production, which also includes dairy. Um, and, and maybe something unique is is in terms of at least from the the census perspective, Hamilton Farms are on average the most profitable profitable in the Golden growing the Greater Golden Horseshoe. Um, which which I think speaks to the resilience of the farmers here. But again, that's on average and doesn't speak to every farm in Hamilton, which with, with many of the other policies that are, handled, are happening across Canada, farmers are, are, there are farmers that are still struggling. But on average, we're seeing um, quite some quite 
good success in the in the agricultural sector here in Hamilton. Yeah, it sounds like it. And and I had no idea about the profitability aspect. So that is very unique. Although, like you said, it doesn't tell the whole story of every farmer. But I do think that's still a great uh, a great thing to know, obviously. Um, like I was saying in my intro, people think Hamilton, they think steel, they think industrial. Um, and as you mentioned, the agricultural sector is a huge, is a much bigger part than people realize uh, in terms of the local economy. Um, how has its role in the local economy evolved um, over the years. Sure. And, and, and I always like to say egg was here first, right? It, it's to your point, Hamilton became a, a really big steel town in terms of the industrial production. Um, agriculture, even in its infancy has, was probably the first industry in, in many communities in, in Ontario. Right. Um, and like other regions, farms are getting bigger, more production, but there are less of them. Um, and I think how it's evolved um, is actually it, it, it's involved because of the industrial success of, of Hamilton. So a, a really, a really significant asset that a lot of other communities don't have that we have is the port. So it's the Hamilton Oshawa Port Authority where uh, a significant amount of not just Hamilton products, but Ontario products go to either being shipped to the to other parts of Canada or for export. Um, so that development of supporting agricultural products coming from market to other consumers has really supported um, the development and success of the AI community here, which I think, of course, other areas are able to access the port, but our close proximity, I think, has proven to be quite successful. Um, and, and as a result, in Hamilton, we've had the first flour mill built in Ontario in, the in 75 years at the port. The first sugar refinery since the 1950s was built at the port, and that is all. That is all a result of the inputs that are available within half an hour, and most of that is coming from from Hamilton. So, e even though I think uh, the agricultural sector has evolved, it's it's I think been also um, supported by the industrial assets that we have at um, at the port, and, and in terms of diversifying the economy. Even in itself, I mentioned it's 1.3 billion in economic output, but because it's agricultural inputs, it actually supports significant other areas of the economy, whether that is in in uh, in in biotech or in medicine or supporting food and beverage processing, um, even pet food production. Right. So there's a lot of other industries that their successes relied upon having safe, secure. Um, and cost-effective access to agricultural inputs, which we do have here in, in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Now, you just named off a lot of things that I would view as massive opportunities that are very unique to Hamilton, given its structure, uh, given the port. Um, are there any, um, I guess, challenges uh, unique to Hamilton for farmers and agribusiness in in the area? Sure, and, and it it'll be, would be similar to, I think, any any farm or egg business that's operating near an urban center, right? Like there, there's challenges and, and I won't get into them because they've uh, thankfully been addressed, but things like urban expansion, right? I know the city had said, no, we're not gonna expand the, the urban boundary. The province said, yes, it reverted back, but things like that where you have urban expansion, urban sprawl, residential developments near farm production, th those are not unique to Hamilton. Um, yeah, pressures for new housing development in rural areas, uh, differences in development approaches too, as well as being in an urban center that's really focused on 
uh, or is used to urban development may not have the same um, kind of understanding of what's needed to develop a farm and, and go through a development process. And that's the kind of thing I, I try to help significantly with farmers going through our development process. Um, there's things like traffic challenges, right? When you have farm equipment or vehicles try to go down the road to the next farm, that's maybe uh, a kilometer or two down the road and you're, you're dealing with typical daily traffic, right? Um, noise and smell challenges, uh, which again are typical, but I think that also proved there's also some opportunities in being near an urban center, right? I think access to labor. Um, I know, again, farms in Hamilton have their challenges getting laborers or workers, so does everyone else. But I think being closer to population centers, um, you have more to pull from, you have a greater chance of filling that labor need, which I think some other areas that be a bit more rural might struggle with um, labor attraction or worker attraction. And as I mentioned, the close proximity to the market, the ports, the distribution helps reduce their shipping costs uh, when it comes to getting their product to market. And, and I think too, having a, a big urban center supports uh, local consumer production, right? I, we're seeing a lot more farm to gate sales where you have people, especially out of the pandemic, who want to get out the house and see where their food's being made. So we're, I, I think in there, there's a few locations which have taken a, a quite the advantage of having 600,000 people in Hamilton, give or take, uh, that could be a potential customer. Wow. I didn't realize it was 600,000 now. That, it really I think growing. we're close. Yeah. I think we're close to that number. I know I've always said 500,000, but I think I've, we're, we're close to that 600,000 mark. You know, that's what the signs say, but things are always changing. <laughs> you know, those signs might be a little, uh, a little out of date. Um, so now you mentioned a few kind of broader environmental concerns, but I want to talk, especially at the farm level, sustainability and environmental concerns. They're important in every aspect of agriculture. Um, but so, so how are some of the local farmers and businesses in Hamilton addressing uh, these issues, the farmers and workers that are and business owners that you speak with? Sure. So I know, and I like to say this too, is, is farmers are, are really stewards of the land, right? If they don't have land or if they don't have uh, the proper soil conditions, they don't have a product to bring to market and they don't have a business, right? So at the end of the day, I think, which which for some people maybe get lost, I know in the farming community it doesn't get lost on them, but of how much they pay attention to ensuring that they have a farm that can produce for generations um, as opposed to just their own lifetime, right? Um, so things like crop covers, rotating crops um, are, are, are the bread and butter of, of most farmers. Uh, and, and in Hamilton, we're seeing a lot of farms look at renewable energy like cogen facilities there's a handful of especially in the greenhouse area where it is a bit more energy intensive um they've taken a really good approach of how do they reduce their energy needs where even some are generating their own energy and, and looking to to not use the grid um there, there's even a, a a handful of farms that are installing solar solar panels to the point of again trying to get off the grid um or, or, and something that's maybe not um, maybe not seen as one of those immediate tools for sustainability. Uh, but I know a greenhouse in Hamilton that actually grows their own insect, predatory insects, um, to reduce their pesticide use. So they're actually growing and producing predator bugs that they release into the greenhouse. They have no impact on the actual food products, but they're there killing and eating the um, the invasive bugs. 
um, or even the, an old school approach where one greenhouse has a cat uh, to reduce uh, mouse uh, issues with mice in in, um, in their facility, very similar to so they whether it's a heavy use of technology or really simple um, uh, simple approaches when it comes to predatory bugs. Farms are, are always looking at ways of how do they reduce their footprint. And at the end of the day, it's also a bit selfish because they're, they're able to reduce their costs at the same time. But ultimately, um, I, I think agriculture and farms are at the front lines of when it comes to climate change because they're the first one to be impacted, right? If, if there's no rain or if there's like what we're seeing in terms of very heavy um, changes in terms of when snow is coming or when the spring is coming, that impacts their production and their ability to grow crops. So again, they're, they're recognized that their livelihood is at stake if they don't take the steps necessary to reduce their footprint while at the same time um, protecting the land that their food is grown on. Absolutely. And I don't think selfish is necessarily the right word for it. I think, um, uh, you know, things that happen to save money, uh, short term and long term, while also creating a more sustainable world is great. And bonus yep. if we can create jobs for cats. Um, we're, we're just creating jobs all over the place. Uh, so can you share uh, some success stories uh, or innovative practices from local farmers or agribusinesses that have had a, a nice impact on the community or the industry within Hamilton more broadly? Sure. I, I think the the best example that we have recently is uh, Summit Station Dairy. Um, so this is a new uh, on-farm dairy processor that is set up uh, by the, the Loa family farm. Um, so this is a farm that's been operating in Hamilton for about 75 years, I, I want to say. Yeah, it's about 75 years. Uh, and they've traditionally just been uh, a, a dairy farm. So milking cows, setting that off to the market. Uh, where recently they've looked at have, doing their own production on site where they're actually now up, up and running. Their first opening was uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So they have a, a thousand cattle with 400, uh, 400 milking cows, I believe is the herd, uh, where their production facility is actually quite, quite advanced to the point of, uh, especially in combination with solar panels, I believe the intention is that facility will be, complete, will be operated completely off the grid. Um, so it will be the idea is to have it as a zero emissions facility um, at the same time. So they'll be producing milk products, creams, cheese curds, which are all all taken from cows that are not even 500 meters from the site. So it's a it's a really cool way of you're able to see the production of milk and cheese while seeing where where the cows it came from. Um, and, and I and I think too to to note on that is there. They're the, going to be the first, or they are the first on-farm dairy processor in Hamilton, and they're actually bringing back the milk delivery service. So they're actually they're looking to set up within, I think, a thirty-minute radius. They want to again. The whole point is to drive very hyper-local and reduce their uh, the transportation costs and things like that. Ensure it's economically viable, but sustainably viable. Where they're going to be bringing back milk delivery. Um, for people who are who are willing to sign up as well, um, so that was going to be the first I think in the province. I haven't heard of anyone else that's actually bringing back milk delivery as well as some other products that they'll um, be able to share. But it's it's something that I think they're seeing this as how do we ensure that the family farm remains here for the next hundred years, and they see this as the, the best way to ensure that. 
you have no idea how excited that made me when you said bringing back milk delivery. I have so many memories of the milkman coming as as a kid. I was talking with my students the other night and I said something about the milkman. And it's not even a reference that young kids have anymore because milk delivery, that's so cool that they're bringing it back. Yeah, I mean, I even remember even in Toronto, I was when I was uh, growing up in an apartment, we had uh, little doors beside the apartment buildings, each individual units, and that's where the milk used to go would be placed in there on on each floor. So even myself, and that was, I think that only lasted for a few years in the 90s, or at least the, the physical door. Um, but to your point, referencing the milkman is, is not a, or milk person is not a reference that today's youth even understand because it, it it doesn't click right, right. Um, and and they're really taking the approach of what we're seeing with you you pay a subscription you get monthly deliveries you can share it with family members so it's something that they're really trying to take a community approach of bringing products that's produced locally and consumed locally yeah and so on the topic of these things being kind of brought to kids and kids understanding are there examples of how the agricultural community in hamilton collaborates or engages with local schools or institutions to promote ag education and awareness among uh residents especially younger people yeah so i would say the probably the 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 main and big thing that we see here in hamilton is the agricultural fair so there's a number of excuse me, societies that put on agricultural fairs that are really driving education awareness of agricultural sector jobs careers to you. So I know we at the city, I'm actually the pro program manager for the city enrichment fund for the agricultural stream. So that stream actually funds um, programming and events that are specifically geared towards increasing awareness and education to youth on the agricultural sector. So there's a handful of farm crawls, different programming using an event, same with farmers markets. Um, but our fairs, I would say, are our biggest events that, that uh, are able to showcase and have schools and students come out with tours and trips. Um, I, I know I was, uh, there was some work done by OFA, so the Ontario Federation of Agriculture, of uh, trying to promote careers in agriculture. And I know there was a big push uh, to get that into schools. There's also a, a program called 6x16 that's being put on by OFA. So that is intended to um, help youth learn to cook six meals by the time that they're 16 years old using local ingredients. So there's a few initiatives that are being done by kind of our, our egg associations. And I know through the city, through myself, we're we're here and at the ready to fund really any programming and events that are, are going to increase the education of the sector um, of the community to to students. Um, yeah. I think that's such a unique uh, take, six meals by 16. If any of my students are listening, this is something you should aim for. <laughs> uh, so now let's talk about uh, appealing to adults and families because farmers markets and local food movements, this isn't unique to Hamilton. This is on the rise everywhere. But how do these trends connect with ag in Hamilton and what benefits do these does this emphasis on local food uh, bring to the community? Sure. And it, it's ultimately, it's a better understanding of where your food comes from, right? I, I think the more you can look, consume locally, you're reducing the the economic or the, the the carbon footprint of that food production. The closer you can purchase it, the the, the less environmental impact that production of the food has, has had. Um, and, and at the same time, too, I, I think 
we're seeing a lot of people, especially out of the pandemic, wanting to understand where their food's coming from and also are willing to make an extra trip or go out into the rural areas to purchase that rather than going to going to the grocery store. Um, I, I know here in Hamilton and again through our city of Richmond fund, we fund a lot of the farmers markets that are in Hamilton where my understanding is we've got one in almost all the former communities. Um, so there's a lot of farmers market, even for myself, compared to some of the larger cities, there's a significant amount that are here as long in, in addition to uh, the city facility, which is a Hamilton farmers market downtown. Um, and I think what's unique is we're, what we're seeing through some of that work is the farmers markets going through a, a bit of a revamp and organization review um, is, is how do we use farmers markets to support entrepreneurs, right? And I think we're seeing a lot of individuals, even now outside the pandemic, saying, hey, I have a, I have a really good idea. Um, how do I commercialize or start a food product? And, and so we're seeing that farmers markets are, are the best place to test your product and get an early consumer base and allow you to kind of springboard into um, into a physical location or even doing online sales. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen that as probably the best potential for um, farmers markets or, or local agriculture is how do we use the consumer base to create more local products um, here in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Now, I think you already answered part of my next question uh, with the farmer's markets, but what other opportunities exist for individuals um, who are looking to pursue a career in agriculture, whether that's as farmers or agribusinesses uh, or even agricultural educators? Obviously, farmer's markets are great for those aspiring entrepreneurs, but what are some other uh, ways in in Hamilton? Sure. And, and I know I can probably say almost every, every farm in Hamilton and in Ontario is, is happy and eager to look for anyone interested in, in the career, right? Whether it's general labor or whether it's farm management systems or, or running the farm, uh, there, there's a lot of opportunities to get your foot in, in the door. Um, and, and I know we try to do a good job of, of having a bit of a central um, job board through the Workforce Planning Hamilton that also includes farm and agricultural jobs, but it honestly, it comes down to even most of the success stories I have is someone starting out as a farmhand and now they're the manager at, at, at the farm or leading a lot of the technical services. So there, there's tons of opportunity. I think it's just a matter of finding finding what kind of fit that you're, you're looking for, right? And, and I know this is something Hamilton's dealing with as well as the rest of the province. Uh, as farmers are getting older, there's a lot of opportunity for succession planning. Um, and, and I know there's a significant amount of farmers that are actively looking for someone who's willing to take over the farm. Um, and on that, I know a good resource is farms.com. So that's a good resource for anyone that is looking to see if there's any farms available or even a mentoring ship where, hey, I'm going to be retiring in five years, five, seven years. I want someone to come on, learn the ropes so that by the time I retire, I'm confident that they're able to take over the operations. Um, and, and two, from a policy standpoint, I know we're really supportive of value added um, and secondary processing on farm. So if someone's interested of, hey, you know what, I want to <clears throat> start a, a very small farm and maybe grow it. We're, we've had a few instances where um, even family members, hey, my parents run a wine or, or want to run uh, a grape field. Uh, we're looking or sorry, run an orchard. We're looking to set up a, um, 
a cidery using their products, but we're not going to be farming. We just want to be next next to them and having that processing. So there's a lot of opportunity whether you want to work on a farm, own a farm, or even use farm inputs for secondary processing. I, where the place I would say that we're happy to look at any any opportunity and, and support that. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, before we wrap things up, we want to know, are there any upcoming events or initiatives or projects related to Egg and Hamilton of which our listeners should be aware? Sure. The The main one which is open right now is the City of Richmond Fine Agricultural Stream. So this program is dedicated for nonprofits that are looking at having programs or events that increase awareness, education of the agricultural community for, for the use. So again, that could be a fair, a farm crawl, uh, a farmer's market, or even educational tours. Um, so that's open up right now on November 1st. No, on November 1st, applications opened up, deadline's December 15th, where um, up to $35,000 is available um, for, for program or event. So a lot of our major agricultural associations already apply, but we're open to new applicants and, and definitely encourage anyone that has any questions or, or ideas that they're more than happy to reach out to me. And we have an information session on November 21st uh, from 12 to 1 p.m. So if anyone has any questions or thoughts, they're happy to, to join that as well. Uh, right now is the Royal the Royal Agricultural Fair that's happening in Toronto. That's a, nothing necessarily specific from the city of Hamilton standpoint, but that's a fairly large agricultural fair. Um, as well, we've just we've just uh, went through our main fairs here in Hamilton, which is the the Rockton uh, the Rockton Fair, the um, the Ancaster Fair, and the Brinbrook Fair. So I would say, although those typically happen in the fall, definitely keep an eye out for next year as those are some of our largest and, and best attended events when it comes to agriculture. So I would encourage anyone that is looking at something in the new year to, to mark those on your calendars. Absolutely. And so that's for people who are looking to take advantage of all that the local scene has to offer. But for those who are interested in supporting or getting involved in Hamilton's ag community, where can they find a bit more resources or information on how to connect with local farmers and agribusinesses? Any websites sure. or resources we can point them to? Yeah, so the, the main one I would say is myself. So that's investinhamilton.ca. So we have a dedicated page for agri-food and food and beverage processing. So if there's any questions on on the egg community, the in, egg industry, anyone's happy to reach out to me. We also have a, uh, a bit of a, an egg overview report on that website, which provides some of the, the stats I mentioned earlier, as well as a bit deeper dive as to farm operations and how they compare uh, the to farms in the province. Uh, the Hamilton Wentworth Federation of Agriculture. So that is our local chapter of the Ontario Federation of Agriculture. They're always a good resource to, to be connected with. Uh, we also have an agriculture and rural affairs subcommittee of councils. So that is where any, any issues pertaining to the ag or rural community uh, that come before council ends up at that committee. Um, as well as terms of resources, um, o OFA is always a, a great resource when it comes to local ag, uh, as well as the Golden Horse Food and Farming Alliance. So I should mention, give them a bit of a plug. We're a member of them, but they're at the forefront from a, a planning policy perspective of how do we ensure the success of farmland, protect farmland um, through city planning and building processes. Right. 
Thank you so much, Tyson. Thank you, Bree. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again to Tyson for speaking with me, and thank you to Hamilton Economic Development for your generous support of the IWCA Summit. Thank you for listening to Ag Annex Talks, the podcast brought to you by the agricultural brands of Annex Business Media. You can subscribe to Ag Annex Talks wherever you listen to podcasts, or visit agannex.com to catch up on all our other episodes.